Today's podcast is sponsored by Discovery Plus. I've been absolutely glued to the Giro d'Italia each day since it started. Every stage of the Giro is available live on Discovery Plus. The great thing about Discovery Plus is if you're out training or you're working and you don't manage to catch the action live, you can stream all the action at your convenience whenever suits you. As well as the Giro, they're going to have the Tour de France, La Vuelta a España and loads more bike racing. All the bike racing you need from just $6.99 a month. You can go to discoveryplus.com or download the Discovery Plus app from your app store. The app is also available on a wide variety of platforms and devices, including Amazon, Apple, Google, Roku, LG, Samsung. Check out discoveryplus.com to get started and the link is in today's show notes. And remember, terms and conditions apply and a subscription is required. It's for 18-year-olds and over only. Like any subscription, your monthly or annual plan will auto-renew unless cancelled. The big question is this. How do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness and our longevity? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Well, hello, all you gorgeous, beautiful cyclists. It's Sarah, and I'm back with the Bonus Saturday podcast where I delve a little deeper into being a newbie cyclist. There's absolutely no shame in being a noob. So keep the questions rolling in. This is kind of like a a safe place, I guess. So this week, I got my first couple of newbie cyclists to coach, and it's been great. Uh, it's been great fun already. So Coaches College that I finished last week, it really set me up for all of the technical training. So how to put in sessions for my clients, you know, a goal setting. But as a newbie, there are so many other things that you need to pick up and learn. Like this week, for instance, I've been teaching people some drills to get more comfortable while eating and drinking on the bike. And I know that that sounds very simple to a lot of more experienced cyclists, but just think back to when you started. Like, geez, I can remember going out in group spins and not eating or drinking for 90 minutes, probably more, 90 minutes plus, because I was just too afraid to reach for my bottle or reach into my back pockets for grub. And as we know, not eating or hydrating on a ride is a cardinal sin. And may the cycling gods strike you down if you commit this. (laughs) So my own training actually has been going really well this week. I'm starting to feel a little bit like my old self again. Last night, my coach prescribed me a power profile test, which is like a series of efforts. So I did six second sprints, three of those full gas. I didn't find them too bad. Then I did one minute full gas effort. And then I had a one minute, I'm sorry, a five minute all out effort. And that was not pretty at all. By the end, I was just gasping for air. I almost had to get off the, the bike and have a lie down. Now I know how Matthew Vanderpool feels. If for any of you people who don't follow pro cycling, he is a very famous cyclist. And he's famous for lying down the ground after his sprint finishes. So that's about the only thing myself and Matthew have in common, I'm afraid. But my coach is reviewing the numbers today. So hopefully I don't embarrass myself too much and I'll update all of you next week. But if anybody wants a few more details on this testing protocol, pop me an email. I'll send it on to you. 
my email again for everyone is sarah at roadmancycling.com so let's move on to a question i got in from a listener and um this i hope i don't get any hate or get myself into hot water over this how i answer this question so here we go hi from manchester I'm new to cycling and I've seen a few people wearing helmets that have LED lights on the back that have a big arrow that flashes left or right or straight ahead, kind of like an indicator. I think these are a great idea, but also feel like this could be a big Fred red flag for other cyclists. Oh Lord, hi from Manchester. Um, firstly, let's tackle what a Fred is. So a Fred is a term for a person who is clearly a very newbie cyclist. And they don't really know what's going on or what's acceptable or kind of cool in cycling. And before you all come at me, I know I'm not the authority on what's cool, but this person has asked me for advice, so I'm going to put in my tuppence. And I don't want to come across judgmental, but I think I'm doing you a solid here because this flashing helmet is a no-no. I've seen them. I think they look ridiculous and I think they're unnecessary. I think initially they were created for people on those motorized scooters where it's actually hard to let go of the handlebars to, you know, tell people behind you that you're turning left or right. They have a Bluetooth button on that you, I think, attach to your handlebars and you press it to prompt the lights left, right or straight ahead. So I understand. I understand that newbies are maybe a bit nervous to put their hand out to indicate that they're turning, but... This actually brings me to another point. When you're turning, you don't have to hold your arm at a strict, rigid right angle for like the three minutes that you approach a turn. I think that this is really dangerous, particularly for those of us, myself included, who don't have great bike handling skills. Of course, you should indicate that you're turning, but watch how the more experienced riders in your group indicate and then mimic them. You'll never see a really experienced rider stick their arm out like that when they're coming to a turn. So... I feel like I might get into some hot water and some hate, as I said about this, because I know people are very focused on lighting up and being extra safe on the bike. And I, okay, maybe these flashing Fred helmets, (laughs) that's what I'm going to call them from now on, will be good if you're, you know, commuting late at night in the dark, but never, ever, ever on a group ride or never on a training spin, uh, even on your own during the day. So moving on, as you all know by now, I'm still on that quest (laughs) to become healthier, happier, and I want to live longer. And I want to do this through fitness. And obviously cycling is the support that I've chosen to do this through. And really, that's why I picked Anthony to be my boyfriend. So I could get all this information and knowledge for free. (laughs) I'm kind of joking, kind of. And uh, look, I know for me, as I've discussed before, motivation starts to slip after a few weeks we've been on this journey together to keep each other honest and think deeply about why we choose to better ourselves through cycling why then when friction and resistance become stronger we lose sight of that dream that we have for ourselves last week i spoke about the big domino and this is the one thing that you can do every day that kind of makes your day feel seamless and effortless Like my buddy Helena, hers is just making the bed in the morning. And for me, I know it's exercise. These acts kind of set in motion a positivity snowball that grows all day and gets bigger. And so thank you to everyone that wrote in with their snowballs. 
coffee seems to have come up quite a bit and while I absolutely love coffee and I go to bed at night looking forward to the coffee that I'm going to have the next morning, I don't know if this is strictly a big domino. I mean, there's very little friction here. Does anyone having coffee really set off a chain of events that leads you to having uh, a better day physically, um, a better day mentally and emotionally? Like, does drinking a coffee in the morning make you think, I'm winning the morning. I'm winning this morning, therefore I'm going to win the day. But one that is really interesting is cold showers. And this came up a few times. So I guess you guys have actually been listening to Anthony's advice over the last few years. This action absolutely requires willpower. Even the great Tony Robbins, who is a very famous life coach, I guess, he takes a cold plunge every morning and he said that there hasn't been one morning over the last 30 years of doing this where he's looked forward to it or hasn't kind of dreaded it. And I think that having a cold shower every morning, like if you can force yourself to get into freezing water at 7am every morning, you can literally face any challenge that comes your way during that day. So well done to all of you guys. So that was the big domino. But this week I want to talk about a thing called the last time meditation. And this strategy might seem a little bit fatalistic, but just stick with me. Um, I, I just think that this is a great tool to use if your motivation is slipping. There's been so many times in the past where I'll put my kit on, I'll get my bike ready, I'll make sure my tires are pumped, I'll get my body, my bottles filled, my Garmin is charged, my heart rate monitor is ready to start recording and well I'll just kind of sit there fighting with myself, you know that bad devil good angel about am I really going to go out and train? Like even though I've done that really hard part and got all my bits and bobs ready, I'm literally just sitting there in my kit. So here is a little practice to try if something similar happens to you. Now, it sounds a bit depressing in ways, but hear me out on this one. So we know there'll be a last time that we do everything. There'll come a day when that is the last time you get to go out on your bike or a last time you meet up with your cycling buddies to tackle that local climb or a last time at the start line of a race or a sportif. And I know as kind of self-preservation, we don't really think about this too often. We almost think in a delusional way, really, that we'll be able to head out the door for a spin for eternity. But we won't. We won't be. We won't be able to. And there are actually positives to gain from facing that fact. The time will come when we can't do the things that we love. So it's kind of like the concept of scarcity. And scarcity is such a powerful message marketers and salespeople since time and memoriam have used this tactic to get customers to take action and buy and it's one of the pillars of getting people to take action in all areas of life so just before you go out or put your road shoes on to meet that friend think about how you need to savor this ride that someday there will be no more cycling that we only have a finite amount of time here to enjoy these experiences so if this was the last ride you ever went on, would you be sitting there in your kit procrastinating? So that's a very simplified version of the last time meditation. You just don't know what life is going to throw up. So it was over the experience of this beautiful day. 
this beautiful sport and the feeling that you have on the bike, <laughs> the wind in your hair, the freedom, the feeling after, the feeling after you do your session, those magic endorphins and, you know, the sense of achievement that you got out there and you're striving towards your fitness goals. So, phew, that was a little bit heavy. Hopefully it wasn't too depressing and I hope you're not all reaching for a stiff whiskey as you contemplate your mortality now. Um, put it down, it's only 11am, but... Um, I would love for your homework this week just to pro- just to try this practice once and let me know how you get on. So until next week, friends, I will talk to you on Friday with newbie questions. But until then, safe riding. Mwah. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Have you ever wondered how good you could actually be? Each of us has a unique set of circumstances with work, family and social obligations, but we also want to fulfill our potential in cycling. Okay, okay, maybe you won't ever win the Tour de France, but for most of us, this is what cycling is about. So let us build you the perfect training plan around your lifestyle that's totally unique to you and will help you finally realize your cycling dreams. So whether you're just getting started on the bike or if you're a more seasoned cyclist, we have a suitable coach for you. So why not schedule a call with us and we can have a chat about how we can help you go further than you ever dreamed of in your cycling and fitness goals. Go to roadmancycling.com forward slash contact or pop me an email directly to sarah at roadmancycling.com.